Hi, my name is Roy, and welcome back to another episode of Friday Night Fireside Chats. If you are new here, welcome. This podcast is devoted to speaking about topics that are primarily centered around growth and self-understanding. And the intention of this podcast is to talk about these topics at a relaxing pace and in a way that encourages people to reflect and begin to slow down at the end of their week on Friday. I think sometimes there's a tendency in modern world to have Fridays reserved for reserved for partying or some sort of outing activity that may be a way to decompress from the busy week while at the same time it can also kind of create more exhaustion so this is this is something different to change up the pace and change up some of the patterns for those who are interested now for this evening's topic i've been thinking just recently about authenticity versus vulnerability personally I don't see these two things as being at odds with each other however I do seem to notice something that is happening I guess primarily on social media that seems to be where most things happen these days Um, but social media being the place where I see this new perhaps you could call it a fad but my sense is that there's something with regards to vulnerability and authenticity too but the way I see it it comes across most clearly with vulnerability now before I go into that I'll just briefly kind of define how I'm thinking of these two terms authenticity I think of as the unfiltered base genuine expression of a person or any being but a a genuine express genuine expression of someone something And I think of vulnerability as some sort of action that is revealing of something that might be difficult for someone to share or just might be closely personal. So in a way, vulnerability I would associate with fear courage and bravery because there is that level of fear 
in order for it to actually be courage or bravery. So having those two terms defined, um, I think, is a good place to start. Now, with authenticity and vulnerability, I think what I'm noticing is that these terms are being used more frequently in the fields of therapy, psychology, uh, and some, some of the more new age spiritual communities and the connections between new age spiritual communities and therapy as well. And it, I think, seems to be more, I believe the word is chick. It's more chick or in fashion these days to use those terms of, oh, you know, you're, you're being very vulnerable and we encourage that vulnerability or we, we see you in your vulnerability um, or people talking about, Oh yes, you know, I, I very much value authenticity. I'm all about authenticity and other people being authentic and valuing my expression of my authentic self. And I think it's good that there's more conversation or value of these qualities. Um, though something about it seems it can go in the direction that many other things go uh, that are in fashion or fads. And I'm aware that this, some of this of what I'm saying can, or I'm, I'm about to say for this podcast kind of carries this tone of I suppose some degree of criticism or critiquing which is different from the tone of my the first previous three episodes which have more of a tone of or atmosphere of pontificating or just thinking about things and this one does to a degree as well but I am aware of I think some level of critiquing that is in this topic uh, and yeah simply just t making note of it uh, that that's a that's something unique about this episode compared to the previous three Moving forward, back onto topic, I see the possibility, and I think it's already happening, where vulnerable posts are becoming kind of in fashion that it's, it's popular 
to write vulnerable posts or put vulnerable pictures with some sort of description. Usually they're pretty long descriptions that describe why or how that post is vulnerable. And yeah, something about it just feels off to me that in fact that action in and of itself could be the very thing that is taking away from the value of vulnerability and authenticity. And again, I, I can't say for certain. I don't know the motives or the intentions of people who make those posts. But it's just something that I am picking up via my instinct or intuition that there, there, there's some quality of um, almost sort of a humble brag type of quality to the increase in these vulnerable posts. And yeah, I, I think like many things that go this route of it, be, it becomes popular for a while to do it um, I think it I think it'll lose its value especially seeing as how social media tends to be these days it's that it to me it just seems very shallow and insubstantial um, I spend significantly way less time on social media and completely cut out some that used to be my main sources of interaction with people. Uh, there's just an incredibly toxic level of, I don't know, op opinion on there. And I think s more and more people seem to be doing that, of cutting out social media, especially after uh, watching the documentary, or I don't know if it's a documentary, but it's the Netflix special, The Social Dilemma. I don't have Netflix, and I haven't seen it, so I can't speak to that. But um, I think more and more people are certainly noticing or understanding that, and they probably understood that even before watching The Social Dilemma, but only after watching that um, put together in, I guess, a persuasive format, it really hit home. Like, wow, I, I don't want to be on these platforms anymore. It's too toxic. It's too, you know, empty and uh, not contributing to my mental health. So... Yeah, in that regard, I think there's there's definitely positives happening. Uh, but back to how these vulnerable posts can become in fashion and how it cheapens the actual value of vulnerability and authenticity, uh, I, I can see how it can be taking this slippery slope of wow, so if I make these posts about vulnerability, I get attention. Um, there's, there's even a very, although it wasn't exactly about 
vulnerability and authenticity. Uh, it did mention it, but there's this, I guess he would call himself a comedian of sorts, uh, JP Sears. Some of you might know who he is. His YouTube channel, uh, I think it's just JP Sears. And he, he blends comedy with, it sounds like motivational speaking at times and also spiritual truths all mixed together. So it's kind of a unique combination. The title of that video, I believe, was um, The Spiritual Pickup Artist or something to that effect. Uh, and it was, it was definitely a very funny video because I'm well acquainted with what those communities look and feel like. Um, and I think many people who at some point have this draw and entry into the spiritual community, especially these new age spiritual communities, uh, initially it kind of I think similar with romance, there's this honeymoon period of, oh yeah, you know, this is so great. And then at some point, it it starts to hit them like, mm, I don't know, something, something doesn't seem quite right here. And that, I think after some time, became pretty apparent to me and yeah, that's where I took a step back. And in that video, the spiritual pickup artist, he has a part, he has a part where he is poking fun of how many men who go into these new age spiritual communities um, can have this sort of predatorial nature for women who um, are looking for a quote-unquote spiritual man. And he has a segment in there about the vulnerability part. And one thing I think about is how men who go into those communities with that intention, and here's where I got to be honest, I certainly did that whether I was conscious or unconscious of my intention, there was, I think there was some sort of almost, um, I guess, group behavior, like groupthink, modeling, um, classical operant conditioning, if you will, like Pavlov's dog, <clears throat> of watching like, oh, women seem to respond well to this, so I should do that if I want relationship or if I do that, then I will get what I want, which is a relationship. And so there are moments where I have expressed something that I thought, okay, this is pretty vulnerable. And just wanting that feedback response from women with like, you know, some empathetic sounds that they might make in response or something like, oh, wow, you know, that was so vulnerable and what you said really, really resonated with me. And then that being the start of a conversation of like, oh, you know, would you like to you know, grab some coffee or da-da-da-da-da? Um, yeah, I got to admit it. I definitely 
I have done that. And it's, I appreciate my ability to be able to see how the things that I critique, uh, I'm able to see how I've have done those very things. And so now on the other side of that, um, it, it's not so much a performance anymore. I think before in that period of being more drawn to the spiritual, new age spiritual community, or I think any sort of community prior to that, always very much basing how I behaved, how I acted on what I was observing around me. Like, what, what is the culture here? And all of it, I think, was very much... It was, it was subconscious and just something that seemed to yeah, operate on a subconscious level of like, oh, okay, this is how I'm supposed to do things if I want that kind of attention. Um, it wasn't something where I was ever just sitting down consciously journaling. It's like, all right, bullet point one, do this. Bullet point two, do that. It just became part of how I conducted myself on a very surface persona level and I think through enough work with personal therapy my own journey um, it no longer matters to me of how I conduct myself in a group in terms of will people like me will people not like me it, it just no longer has that sort of high school, college feel to it. And it feels incredibly freeing to simply just be at peace with myself of this is, this is who I am. Here I am you know, before you. And still able to understand, see social cues, understand the culture of certain groups, but it's no longer a thing where I am desperately seeking validation and approval. It's just, I don't, I don't really have any of those concerns. I can just be, wow, what a, what a freeing feeling that is that I think all of us are looking for and struggling with as we try to navigate who we are in groups and how that can very much influence how we behave in ways that may not be in alignment with who we truly know ourselves to be, but we do anyways because, oh, well, that's what other people do. This seems to be what gets the best sort of reception from other people. And so back to the, this entire topic of authenticity and vulnerability it's interesting to even see how the rise in the movement of being authentic, being vulnerable, is in and of itself slowly turning into something that is very much inauthentic and uh, a cheapened type of vulnerability, especially as it becomes more of a performance type of a thing. And I think the person who spoke best about 
authenticity and how to be able to express oneself very honestly and not doing it in a performative way and you know that being a very difficult endeavor I think is none other than Bruce Lee which some of you perhaps already know what I'm speaking to uh, in reference to his interview uh, and I will go ahead and throw in that sound clip here because I think no one can say it the way Bruce Lee said it. Honestly expressing yourself. Now it is very difficult to do. I mean, it is, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky yeah. and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then yeah. feel like pretty cool and all that. Or I can f make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it, or I can show you some f really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, not that, my friend, is very hard to do. And you have to train. You have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it, it's there. When you want to move, you're moving. And when you move, you are determined to move. Not taking one inch, not anything less than that. If I want to punch, I'm going to do it, man, and I'm going to do it, you see? So, I mean, so that is the type of thing you have to train yourself into it, to become one with the... So, yeah, there's that. It's, uh, it's a great interview. Um, if you want to learn more about it, you can go onto YouTube, and it's, a, it's the interview with Pierre Burton on the Pierre Burton Show. Man, very few people like Bruce Lee and it's it's just something in the way he can communicate himself through his movement through his words that really hits home on you know this is an authentic guy here is an authentic guy who was just honestly expressing himself and he got a a lot of positive feedback to that and he also got a lot of negative feedback from that as well but for him it, it didn't matter this was simply an honest expression and able to work with however people responded to him and I think that is the difference between an authentic person and an inauthentic person or an inauthentic culture which I believe we live in here in the West and probably elsewhere in the world too where expression is not honest anymore. It is based on how can I express myself in a way that garners the best sort of attention from other people? How can I do this in a way that avoids other people giving me negative feedback or responding in an unfavorable way? How can I only get the positive reception? And that, I think that is a, uh, that is a dead end endeavor to try to conduct oneself in that way because people are different and a person will exhaust themselves attempting to please the rest of the world. And so as this movement of authenticity and vulnerability 
in fashion continues to grow, which I imagine it will, um, I think it'll be important for people to be cautious about that. Um, I think especially when it comes to relationships, friendships. Um, I think there, the humor in it, and it's almost sort of a dark humor too, but people who go into these new age spiritual communities or any sort of truth community or any sort of um, alternative alternative community that original intention was to, okay, we want to split off from what is mainstream because we see how inauthentic it is. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a pure intention in it from the beginning. You know, this very innocent of, we're, we're looking for something that is more authentic. Um, and somehow slowly that begins to build its own culture of inauthenticity uh, or cheapened vulnerability. And it's, it's just interesting to observe uh, how kind of the very things, the very communities and spaces created to do just that on their own become the very thing that they were trying to not do and move away from. seems to speak to the old saying of, you know, people can become the very thing that they hate. And so I think the way to work with that is really being honest with oneself. Um, and I think that's something that solitude and a very grounded, genuine, authentic person who has walked that path and continues to walk that path. Um, somebody who has walked that path farther than ourselves uh, can be a guide to us, whether that's a therapist, a coach, um, someone in the family, or you know, even elders. I think elders being less and less valued in our society these days they can be the ones to provide that light of hey I've been on my own journey I've learned some things if you're interested in learning uh, or talking about this here are my two cents and whatever you like take it whatever you don't leave it and I think that can really only happen when the, the person themselves is ready to do that. So whether it be the, the hero's journey that Joseph Campbell writes about, or the, I believe it's a Buddhist saying uh, that goes, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Because I think in the end, Every situation, every experience, every person we meet, down to the very just um, unassuming stranger we might bump into one day, are all teachers, and those are all teaching moments if we allow them to be, or take that time to look into it. Um, yeah, so, so this really is a, this really is a personal journey 
and something that a person has to walk in there with that intent of I'm I'm about pursuing this truth and what is most genuine about myself even if that means confronting some unpleasant ways in which I do the very opposite and yeah see what where that journey takes you and I believe for those who answer that call through because there will be those times but through the difficult times the unpleasant times of some layers of yourself that you must see and face and shed and let go you will taste that experience of I'm simply just being there there is no longer a persona that I put out to the world anymore there is no performing anymore unless I choose to but besides that I am free to be there's no performance anymore I I am that's it and that is I think that's something that we're all looking for is just being able to be and there's no pressure there's no strings attached it, it just is and thinking about just how how most people tend to look at pets look at animals like when a dog chases its tail or when crows are cawing there's there's not that moment of performance or self-consciousness that we humans tend to experience although they might you know i can't say for sure um but how i imagine is based on animal behaviors like they're not concerned with that stuff it's like the dogs say, yeah i'm gonna chase my tail i don't care if this looks stupid like i'm enthralled with chasing my tail uh, or you know when dogs just try to bite water or snow when you throw it at them and it's it's just an honest, genuine expression of them. And I think for, for human beings to be able to do that will have a very big impact in shifting the culture and all the dis-ease and ill that we experience in our society today and throughout much of our history. So to those who answer that call, I wish you all the best uh, in finding that peace and discovering your own authenticity and the joy of simply being you without any concern for what others think. Uh, in a way that is non-performative. You can take feedback, but you're also very much non-attached to uh, you know, a, a very identified 
sense of self, but you, you simply are versus trying to be. And that's all I have for you all tonight. Hope you have a great rest of your evening. And again, if you would like to follow the other work that I do, you can visit my website at www.sacredwildman.com. It'll have the links to all the other stuff, um, some resources, more about myself, and uh, a link to donate if you would like to support me in that way. And with that, I wish you all a great Friday evening.